You are listening to Hightuk Talks, the official podcast of the AYF West. I'm Haik Minasyan, and we're just a couple of Armenians talking in the world. A couple of Armenians talking in the world. Greg Nemet um, from the Cotting Wine Company. You're a winemaker and you do a number of other things with the Armenian community and it's a pleasure to have you here to talk about Armenian wine today. Hi, thank you so much. been a big time follower, listener. Uh, I'm very, very happy to, uh, to, to, to do this with you. So you make wine right now, Cotting Wine. Uh, where is that based out of, you know, how did you get started? Excellent, yeah. So I'm the winemaker for cutting wine the reason why i say that is it's a family enterprise i'm nice. not the only one uh, my sister is a partner my father is a partner and my mother is a partner in this enterprise a true family adventure venture we um we, yeah, yeah we are armenian and we're making a work and we're uh started in uh, <clears throat> started making wine in like the 20 2010 mm-hmm. but not on the professional side uh cutting wine was launched in 2016 okay um and that's what that means is that the company was registered and now we're at a an actual licensed winery and we can sell produce and do things under our registered name yeah the what do you call it the you know the organic growth to it was i'm a, I'm a tiflis i'm from tiflis uh, originally you were there i was Wait, <laughs> no, or your no. family's from yeah. georgia yeah you'll find out a lot of hyphens <laughs> in my story <laughs> <laughs> starting with my last name not being armenian yeah, yeah, yeah. um but that's a different story yeah, yeah. <laughs> i still haven't figured it out we were talking uh, about it earlier uh, well, yeah well it's, I'll, it's I'll, hungarian y'all it's, it's, don't, it's, don't even, <clears> ask, don't even <clears> yeah ask. it's hungarian my father is half uh, armenian uh, his armenian side is abramian and my mother is Saakyan, and uh, we have Gyumri. So we'll tie it into the Karin story. Karin is from the city of Karin. So Erzurum, we're, we right? have Erzurum, we're Karin Etsis. Um, we wanted to start this company and we wanted to kind of market it to, we're an American company, but we're Armenian brand because we wanted to be proud, proudly, like, right. you know, we want to wear our heritage proud. Um, none, none of that hide behind anything, but no shade to anybody else. But we are of that 21st century brand of Armenians, and we we want to do it that way. So when we started to like brain, uh, you know, like brainstorm. Brainstorm. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank <laughs> you. Brainstorm for the name. Um, we had a lot of good. Uh, we were actually gonna already register with another name. Um, not gonna say what. And then there was a problem. Uh, everything in wine, as we find out, is it's there's legal, so there's yeah. everything is controlled, everything needs to be anyways. So the DBA didn't work out, and then we just kind of sat there, and my sister, give her Rose, give her credit, she's like, no, it's got to be an Armenian something. Hell yeah. Um, Shout out Rose. And then, and then <laughs> thank you. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then, what do you call it? My mom, because uh, my mom's uh, from Gyumri, and my father is from Jawak, right? So we always thought that that's their kind of lineage until like I didn't study enough to understand that they're Ezrumtsi or they're Garinsi. All of that is Garin. And they're Parpar, their language they're is all Parpar is all of that. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So my mom goes like, well, we're from Erzurum as well. And my dad's like, yeah, we're from the, the, the villages of Erzurum. And then Rose is like, Erzurum, that's that's Turkish. And, I, and I, the, I'm like the Wikipedia guy in the family. I'm yeah. like, I'm like, but that's not the Armenian name for Erzurum. And my mom's like, yeah, like our Barbaras uh, Karin Etsy. I'm like, and Rose goes, oh, Karin, that's, that sounds name. good. Yeah. Uh, now, we didn't spell it the way that America, like Karin. We, there's a hundred ways to spell it. So yeah. We made it make sure that the Americans can pronounce it. So it's K-R-E-E-N, so yeah. that Karin is pronounced, the, the, so, the E. Yeah. So, and that's how the name came about. So. And where is it located or where you, where's your winery? Also, everything's got a story. Yeah. <laughs> we are NorCal based, so okay. I'm, a, I'm a NorCal Armenian. That's my home base. I'm fr- I go to an Armenian church in San Francisco. That's not where the winery is based. Winery is based out of... The story started in East Contra Costa to the winos. To many people, it doesn't mean anything. But Contra Costa is very kind of uh, important to the foundation of the California wine history. Well, it's big up there. That's where like big the wine scene is up there. Huge. Yeah. So yeah. that interest. I've never heard of Contra Costa. So. Yeah, Contra Costa. I mean, you probably heard of Contra Costa towns like north of Oakland. Yes. It's Oakland's Alameda, but Contra Costa. There's like these rural lands where a lot of um, uh, Portuguese uh, settlers mm. came in, brought a lot of good vines. A lot of hip winemaking right now is seeking out Contra Costa vineyards, which are interspersed. Imagine like, 
vineyards in between KB homes. And so that's where you're based out of is Contra Costa right now. Started there, not oh, now. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I told you everything's complicated. Not, not now. Uh, started there, went to a place called Lodi, and that's where we're registered currently. And okay. It's amazing, amazing. This is kind of like the breadbasket for the American winemaking. Lodi produces a lot of like jug wines, but also produces a lot of uh, a lot of amazing, amazing artisanal wine. So everybody knows Sonoma, Napa, right? That's right. kind of like the superstars of American winemaking. Yes. Uh, we're, we're out of Lodi. Currently, I'm further up. There's, uh -huh. some, there's a region even lesser known called the Sierra Foothills on the way to Tahoe, essentially. So people think like, oh, Tahoe, that's snow. How can there be wine? No, but in the foothills before Tahoe, there are like over 100 wineries dotting that entire region. And I am working with an Armenian winemaker there. Okay, and currently, we are going to establish our own brick and mortar. Well, I was going to ask you, what is the Armenian American wine scene like right now, currently? That's a great question. So <clears throat> we got into it as Armenians from Tiflis, because Armenians from Tiflis were always around wine. Right. There's a big Come, Georgian wine culture. Georgian as well. wine culture. Yes. We can go we'll, into we'll that, that as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> is, a, is, a, is, a, is a place. Uh, it's a place. <laughs> and there are <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, um, it's good to talk to someone that, yeah, that knows. Yeah, yeah, um, but we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll talk in broader strokes. Um, but the uh, Armenian American wine scene, from what I understand, so here's the thing Armenian wine scene is slowly blooming and blossoming now, and I'm very proud to see what's going on. That's cool. The post Soviet uh, rebirth. Yes. Um, <clears throat> the Armenian American scene, I know a lot of Armenians in sales, I know a lot of Armenians in distribution, but yeah. growing up here as a kid, like I, I love California, it's my, it's my second home. Armenia's yeah. first, Artsakh's first. Uh, yeah, Armenia. Artsakh. Then, then it's uh, California. Yeah, California, yeah. California I, I dig, NorCal especially. Mm. Um, I didn't see much, dude. Well, and right now, yeah, yeah. sorry. Well, there, well, there's a Fresno, like, you know, agricultural Armenian true, scene, true, right? True, So what I saw was that, yes, uh, as I started to kind of come out of my college day shell, like, I was very Amerikatsi in college, like, I was like, yeah. and then I started to kind of, like, research the American Armenian story, right? Uh, the raisin, uh, raisin the made capital, girl is, yeah. is, is Armenian, right? Mm -hmm. uh, the Armenians of Fresno are very I I in, I fundamental to the agricultural story of California. Which is and one of the biggest in the country now. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Huge. But everything that I was coming up against was, yeah, that we came in, we brought the Thompson seedless grape, and then we did the, the grape, we did leaves, the grape too, leaves. We, you know, like all, everything was on the food and table grape side of things which are completely different grapes than wine grapes. Yeah, yeah. But I knew that we could not, that, 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 that can't be it. So I started researching in the 40s and in 50s. I came up with a couple of Armenian wineries. But to answer your question, how it is today, how it is today, um, there were, there was a basis. I, I even saw in, in, in a book like Kokorian was a winery. No longer is. I didn't okay. see it because it, there was like a, I went into a database of like old, California winery uh, names, names right? And it just started. I might looking have for the IANs right, looking for IANs. Maybe there are others that had non-Armenian names. Remember, Rose was very instrumental in us being Karin, but I didn't know. Maybe there was like a Del Monte was an Armenian you brand, know, right? Yeah, yeah. I couldn't figure that out, but I did see a Krikorian, right? And it came. I saw a bunch of labels there, and it says Fresno. As a winemaker, I know Fresno is not. It's a great place for raisins and it's table. Hot, huh? It's hot, dude. Yeah, it's, it's hot. hot. It's not a good place for winemaking per se. And so that might make sense as to why Fresno, even though they did all other sorts of vineyards with other great products, mm -hmm. uh, they didn't get into wine because just the climate wasn't right for that. And if there was an Armenian community, maybe in like that Napa area 100 years ago, maybe they would have gotten more into wine. That's know. true. Yeah. That's true. But for, from what we know, like Napa Sonoma was very much like Italian uh, yeah. influence. And then and then the others. <laughs> hey, <laughs> <We're>, come on. <laughs> we're, we're in an active kitchen environment, which is very cool for this. Episode. <laughs> um, I know that Sonoma was Italian, a lot of Italian influence, obviously American, Anglo-Saxon, some French influence there. I also know that probably, and I haven't researched enough, probably the, the Prohibition also did a lot of oh, our yeah. Ar Armenians in as well, and they protected themselves by turning into raisin makers, by not, getting into, by yeah, not being yeah. into the alcohol side okay, of things. That, that makes sense. This is a hypothesis, not a fact. No, but it, it makes sense, so uh, I, I believe it. <laughs> right. I believe anything you say. <laughs> Thanks, man. Thanks, I appreciate it. But, um, yeah, so, but today, like, would you say there's, like, a handful of Armenian-American, like, wide companies? True, true, absolutely. So, first of all, uh, the gentleman I'm making wine with, I pre shout out, you know, 
LDT, good guy, Ed Cholakian. Um, not to out. not to be confused with Vino Cholakian. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, uh, there's a Sharon Kazan doing good stuff in Napa. Her brand is Rare Cat. Nice. Um, there's a good guy named Ganel that's making amazing wine here. Yeah. Uh, uh, he made it in Central Coast area, Paso. His, nice. his, the brand is called Lilar Wines. Nice. Um, there is Agajanian. So shout out to that. That's, that's yeah. That's, that's found, a big family. They're famous. That's foundational. That. That's yeah. foundational because I saw them as a kid going like, why are there no Armenians in American wine? And once in a while, I'd see this Agajanian label. They're big landowners, amazing people doing mm -hmm. good stuff. Um, and now that there's this new craft wine industry that's kind of starting to boom, I see through the grapevine, Armenian last names peep here and there. Mm -hmm. Uh, but Haigjan, I'll be honest with you, that's not enough for such a humongous you, industry. You, you think there'd be more? For there's sure. 2,000 wineries in California alone. We're 85% of American wine production. Um, shout out to Vino. He picked yeah. out an Armenian winery in Washington. Not going to shout it out. No because, way. No, it turned out to be uh, uh, an, uh, a Russian lady married an Armenian. Oh, and took He's no longer involved. He goes in there and they're not even Armenian but anything. That's pretty funny though. But he um, found one. He found something right, right. he thought. <laughs> now I'm finding Armenian growers as we are, you know, good businessmen, right? There's growers in Sonoma. I did a lecture uh, in UC Davis, which is like the Harvard of vit right. viticulture in America. Uh, and there was a, the, there was a, not an Armenian, but, uh, a, a, a woman who's friends with a Armenian wine uh, vineyard manager in the Sonoma area, Mendocino. These are all names that, yes. yeah, Mendocino, apparently an Armenian was foundational in trying to help them get started, uh, get started in how to plant things. Cause we are, you know, we're agrarian. We, we knew we're, it. Like we knew yeah. the, the, the craft that came from the old yes. country. Yes. And that's actually like what I wanted to ask next is like, does this have anything to do with like um, a tradition that came from the old country. I mean, I'm sure the, the agrarian culture of Fresno, those Armenians, mm -hmm. they came from their skills in the old country. Yes. Um, because we're seeing a, a, a blue, like this Armenian wine scene in Armenia also mm -hmm. growing, you know, and, and I'm trying to think of is if there's a connection there that goes back or uh, it's just because we're in California uh, and winemaking became big here, you know, we're just also getting into it as well just because we're uh, geographically in the area of winemaking. So maybe that'd be Armenia too, I guess. No, actually, Actually, uh, so there, there's uh, all the things that you said are correct. So obviously our skill came from the old country. Yeah. A lot of times when I start to like look into the our foundational aspect of Armenian viticulture in America, a lot of that is like obviously like we brought in the raisins, right? But we also made wine. Where did that skill come from? That came from Western Armenia. To fast forward and see what's going on now, I'm a Georgian Armenian, right? Yeah, so yeah. we think like, oh, Georgians made wine in Georgia. Okay, we'll, we'll be... PC about it, but every Armenian that I know from Georgia whispers, because again, we were very much uh, culturally battered there as yeah, well. We are, yeah. um, let's be honest. I, I've been there. Um, <clears throat> thank I like you. Javach, by the way. Oh, yeah. there you go. There you go. Yeah. Um, not so much Jabach, that's it's, not a viticultural it's area. It's more the Kacheti side. Kacheti yeah. side, closer to Azerbaijan. Yeah. Every now and I'm going to research this because I don't, don't quote me. There's whispers in Tivoli's like, you know, Kacheti was like founded by Armenians. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, I've, I've heard that too, is this actually. one of those crazy Armenian fables that we did everything? Half the time, I, like, it's we are actually right about these fables. The, you know what I mean? Like, it's I know, crazy. And the Georgians hate it. The Georgians hate it because they always find out it's true. I'm kidding. But uh, <laughs> but, but I think uh, Kyle went to, uh, you know, went to Kacheti as well. I don't know if you were there, if you've gone to no. Kacheti, mm. but I think he was, like, uh, looking around, asking around as well. I've heard that as well. I don't, it's not, like, if you Wikipedia it, you don't really see that stuff there. But you're right to say, I guess it's, like, in the whispers of Tiflis and stuff. But that's, but, uh, what it, that's a core wine region. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That's 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 uh, Georgia's Napa. Yeah. Um, I'm not gonna talk about anything I don't factually know, but I'll tell you this: in the '90s, we were Tbilisi Armenians, right? We were actively pursued to change our last name. Actively oh, yeah. to change our last name to make it Georgia-fied, right? Shvili. So, for example, <laughs> there's a famous. Armenian-rooted guy that became a president, Saakashvili. Uh, is a, yeah. The Saakashvili is rooted in Saakian, which actually my mom's last name, no relation there. We <laughs> hey. Absolutely not. No, no, we know. There's zero relation. Yeah. Um, Saakians became Saakashvili. De is the other uh, Zay, yeah, uh, way of... Uh, so if that was happening in 1990s, we could imagine the Armenians of like two centuries ago in Kachetia definitely probably felt hey, through the same my, thing. My, when I was in Tiflis... My Armenian friend was like, hey, look, everyone you're looking around at right now, um, 
half of them probably were Armenian at one point. They just assimilated mm. over the last 100, 200 years, which is really sad to think. Um, and that's a whole other conversation. I'd love to do an episode on Georgian <laughs> Armenian history, yes, actually, because yes. I've been I've been, I've been in Javak and stuff. But um, I guess we could quick now kind of like transition to that part of the world since we started talking about mm-hmm. it. Um, wine culture is big in Georgia. It's also big in Armenia. And if anyone's kind of been following, you know, uh, this kind of uh, trend in Armenia, um, we're seeing a lot of new brands come out of Armenia, um, uh, harnessing the old Armenian, even uh grape cu- or the winemaking culture i mean or not even that whenever you go on a tour you go to the adani winery right yes. a four or five I mean, how, how old is that how many the, thousand the, years the, old? The, the 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 wine cave is dated to 6100 years old carbon isn't that dating. insane that's like four or five thousand bc absolutely. right absolutely um and so we're seeing that it's this old thing uh that definitely existed in the armenian highlands but uh would you d- describe like the armenian wine scene now as like a uh kind of coming back uh, it's new or yeah, whatever, right? Abs- absolutely. So the way that you can describe it, right? Um, the uh, Vitis vinifera is the grape that is makes makes the wine wine grape, right? And the uh, what do you call it? The the studies that are being concluded, right? So for example, I'm gonna. This is gonna be a long-winded answer to your question. Take it, sir. So, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so like the Burgundian grapes in France, which is like the mecca of winemaking, right? right. I my hats off to them. They're awesome. Yeah. Um, they know that a lot of their grapes originated in all over the Alps in Italy. A lot of Italian grapes have, uh, especially in the South, have a name suffix like Greco. So yeah. that tells us what those grapes. The the Greek colonizer south of Italy was colonized by you Greeks, know, yeah, yes. know Sicily was all Greek. Well, um, well wasn't wine t- t- taken all over the Mediterranean because of the Greeks? Whatever. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Uh, Greeks and Phoenicians. And I'm Phoenicians gonna, as well. Yes. I want to give Phoenicians a little credit because part of French grapes, right? So France is an interesting study. On the Burgundian side, you see that there's like literal connectivity to Italy. Mm-hmm. On the southern French side, they know that it came from Spain. So you're like, well, if it traveled one directionally, no. But Mediterranean is a circle, right? It's all over the place. Phoenicians yeah. brought it from the other side. And Carthage actually brought, for example, the grape Grenache in Spain is Garnacha, right? And it's more indigenous to Spain than France, even though French make amazing Grenache. But it came to, f- to France that, that way. way. Okay. But again, we're now starting to figure out where are the origins. So we got the Greeks, we got the, Phoenicians, the Italians, maybe. Phoenicians, right? Where did the Phoenicians, we know that Babylon spoke of the wine merchants coming down the well, the Tigris, mm. right? And you know, I know you definitely understand where, where we are. Yeah, where did, where did those merchants flow down from Our into islands. Babylon? And then from Babylon to Phoenicia over the... We're talking about centuries of development. Well, centuries and centuries. So Xenophon talks about seeing early barley being for, uh, made in Armenia when he traveled. This is like during Alexander the Great's mm-hmm. travels. Mm-hmm. We have a record of that written down saying, oh, they're making this alcoholic drink from barley, not wine, let's say. Uh, and you're saying that in the Babylonian text, there's something like this as well. We're saying that... From the Tigris, you know, came the wine merchants. And, yes. And then that's maybe how it... And is that yes. the, like the oldest record or is that one of the earliest records? Well, here's the records. thing, right? Our, our, our oldest record now is coming through through this Areni cave, right? Then then we can talk about who, where are the first ever uh, depictions of wine yeah. production, right? Because right. we, we, we need to understand where we cultivated the grape and where it was domesticated, right? Because gra- grape is a vine. It's, it's, it a wild, wild. Yeah. it's a wild thing, right? And it's actually everywhere. There's a native to America grapes as well mm-hmm. um, that uh, now we're trying to make into wine, back to the American side That's of things, cool. right? Um, a little bit harder. Uh, it has a story in the world wine world. Uh, th- there's something our American grapes did now that saved the, the wine world. That's very interesting. Um, well, for later. I'm, I'm, yeah, <laughs> there's so much to talk about here. Um, uh, so there's a, uh, so we have the oldest winery in Armenia, but you're saying that... Um, uh, yeah, the, the highlands, yeah, the highlands where we got it. I got you, man. And I didn't answer your question. The <laughs> highlands, of the Armenian highlands, is where you can see the oldest carbon dating to uh, uh, the like domesticated grape, domesticated grape, and produced. Not just that there were like our humans. Let's not call them Armenian. You know, yeah. I'm always searching for the answer. I'm always. I'm not just going to appropriate everything, right? The humans that lived in that area that then now are called Armenian. Yes, that's the right <laughs> way to say it. Yes, <laughs> they domesticated the grape and then were able to ferment it, and that's important. How do we know that it was fermented? Because in the Arani cave, you see contraptions used for what we. If we look at where we found the seeds, 
in RNA cave. We can understand that we can take that method of production and today make something the natural world in Berkeley loves called natural wine, which is the simplest way of producing wine. Right. Okay. In the big garas. In the big garas, yeah. in the vats. Um, now, we also know that the RNA cave was a, a sacrificial wine. And obviously, you know, from there, already 6100, so there was already religion present, right? Yeah. So it's like we're starting to get understanding that the human evolution was, we were much more developed 6100 years ago than we think yeah. or we thought, right? And then obviously wine plays a very, very major role in Armenian Christianity and Christianity in general. And again, that just comes a, keeps going and going. No, it makes sense that they also like alcohol and spirituality kind of played mm -hmm. hand in hand, you know, as far as back, we can assume that, that we were worshiping gods, there's probably alcohol involved. You Absolutely. Know? Absolutely. Alcohol production and everything. Well, well, let me ask you this in a nice controversial question. Mm -hmm. uh, why do the Georgians always say they're first? <laughs> or why do they go uh, in a simple lame way of saying it? The, um, because uh, the way I'll explain it or why I think about it is like, okay, we have the proof that the, the production, the oldest production site of wine could be found in Armenia, but then they'll claim <coughs> wine, um, the invention of wine was there. Or yeah. Is that yeah. a marketing tactic of theirs? I'm not even sure. This again, with wine and just with the Armenian uh, cross-border questions here, I'm going to give, I'm going to be as blunt as possible. I am not the wine and I'm not the Armenian that claims we did everything first. Yeah, However, I am always curious and I am very proud Armenian that when I see evidence, I will then start pointing to it. The oldest uh, contraption with wine evidence in it is 6,100 years in Arani. Another fairly old one is this called this cultural element in Georgia called like the Shulaveri, uh, uh, what do you call it, human uh, tribal development. And if you look at it's where that the, the sediments were found, they're like five feet away from the current current Armenian border. Now you're into maps and I'm into maps as well. We understand that Armenia's current borders are something that happened in 1991. Right. That it doesn't mean that ancient Armenians did not live outside of north of whatever, right? No, exactly. And there's also that up until this last hundred years, borders were not even a static thing where people would just were like on one side right. of it. It was always, there was always crossover and Georgians lived in more south of where they are now. Armenians lived more north of where they are. Absolutely. Um, and, and those identities were also just like more mixed too. It wasn't so clear that Armenian Georgian as well. So uh, my theory is that obviously winemaking was in that region. So South we, Caucasus we, Right, region. South Caucasus. I mean, hell, if you want, we're going to bring Georgian into it. We've got to bring like Parthians into it as well. Iranians were around it. Assyrians Greeks were kind of in that area, there. right? But what we're trying to say is that we're starting to see that Armenians were fundamental towards its domestication, towards its production, and towards its distribution, yeah. which is why you see evidence of Armenian merchants coming up and down the Tigris. I haven't seen one of Georgian. I haven't seen one of... But again, I'm, one, I'm curious, so I'll, I'll research it. For now, is what I'm saying is what I see and what I read. Well, I, I don't think this uh, claiming of it is even that, you know, when it's like hard to even prove something like that, it's also not as important as we make it out to be true, in a way. True. Like, uh, you know, we, we try to nationalize these foods, and in reality, one, we can't really tell uh, the truth of the fact and two is, is it even that important I'm thinking it's more of just a marketing tactic that the Georgians or even the Armenians would kind of say like low it's oldest you know once the Armenians can start using it I'm good I just saw a Greek gentleman at us it's actually a Cypriot gentleman they yeah. just they're, they're this thing yeah, yeah um, they uh, uh, Greek Cypriot yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, he uh, we're I was at a, was at a wine show and he actually pointed to me as he was explaining people were asking like where did Cyprus get their vines I didn't ask it. And he goes, well, the Armenian winemakers, and I'm an American Armenian winemaker. I was like, thanks, bro. That's cool, um, yeah, it was very cool that he had the knowledge to understand. Like, And also, if I know something came to Armenia, right? Like <clears throat> coffee. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we have our own word for it, but we know it came from Ethiopia. Exactly, or whatever, exactly. Right? So yeah. when I know that, uh, I'm always happy to kind of give homage to the founders, right? Right. And the fact that first time in my life someone like pointed to me, and I was out. It was, it was a foundation. Yeah, it felt cool. It was a foundational was awesome. moment for me. Back to the Georgian thing. Yeah, they have been making wine for centuries. Long time. Yeah. And and they are a wine culture, thousand percent.
They have very distinct winemaking styles from Armenia. Their styles are more ancient, and I can explain why that is. Armenians definitely, let's not forget, Georgia was had more of a surviving kingdom for longer. Armenians were under yeah, conquered, uh, more, uh, conquered often, yeah. more often and un, under under very restrictive rules, not to be Islamophobic. No, we had very, it does. it's very, true, though. But, but what you're saying is that because Armenian alcohol culture also included all these other elements like uh, the cognacs and mm -hmm. the hogis and stuff that... Uh, it, it seems like the Georgians were more like uh, it was a larger ratio or portion of their alcoholic drinking. It was Tr wine. Maybe. True, true. And that, but but that you 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 hit the nail on the head. That also came in the Soviet realm when uh, uh, so up until so let, let's 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 rewind. When we were under the Ottomans, we were prohibited from making wine un unless it was for for church reasons. So like yeah. the, the the everyday person's production of wine almost stopped. You know what I mean? So that's one side. So Western Armenia had a really kind of a, a like the, we were chopped at the head in terms of getting it, that getting it slowed it down. It didn't become a, a profitable kind of a thing, thing to do. Yes, and absolutely, so it slowed down absolutely. There, and also we couldn't sell it to our neighbors because they were all Muslim, right? Georgia had a different story there, even though they were also conquered many many times. However, when Soviet Union ushered in the 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 the, the production, the, the how, re how they managed production region by region, right? Yes. They, they uh, yes. said you can make this and you can make this. Absolutely. And so they gave the Georgians the the license to do the wine. Georgians huh? were the were the main producers as well as Crimea and right. as well as Moldova, but Georgians predominantly were the main kind of like the the quality wine region of Soviet Union, and Armenia was the standard bearer I of see. the cognac. Uh, now called brandy because right. you can only call cognac in the cognac region. Cognac, yeah. um, although Armenians were allowed that name usage, a that's yeah. a different different conversation altogether. Um, and so many things. There's so many. So things. many things. Um, and that's when things just kind of hit hit the, you know the, the, the s hit the fan is because now you have generations of Armenians hayastances right yeah. that predominantly drink hard alcohol right and, and because for seventy plus years the wine making was reduced to just like home-based wine uh and etc and church or even longer in that what you were saying about the ottoman empire not it not being a a um a market thing that they can really go out and sell it, the ori makes more sense and then you can do in your backyard and you can you know just keep it within the family and it's you could do smaller production of it just for the amount that you need so i, I i'm understanding now that even though wine production and wine culture and in the books it's there it, it started in armenia and most likely was bigger part of our culture at one point uh because of these historical factors empires uh, uh administrations deciding things uh you know that uh, ruled us um kind of affected the more recent history of uh why our uh the georgian culture has maybe more of a wine thing and then we uh are my, the more diversified in our alcohol absolutely and now to bring it back to today um, we're free of the Soviet Union. Uh, we have these, the Ararat Valley and many mm -hmm. other places mm -hmm. in Armenia that we can, you know, hey, we have an opportunity to create wine again and it's kind of started to blossom a bit. So right. uh, could you tell us a little bit about then the Armenian wine scene in Armenia uh, right now? You know, what are, uh, what's the name of our grapes or what, what, you know, what's so special about it? You know, give us the whole thing. Dude, absolutely, and, and absolutely. That's a lot, but no, no, <laughs> right. <laughs> in five seconds or less. Yeah, 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 yeah. you have two minutes. <laughs> you got it. So the, at the foundation of the wine industry, uh, at the viticulture, is that vine, right? right? The thing that another added layer to pointing to the Armenia's current and future rich culture uh, of uh, winemaking is the indigenous grape that's still currently, God bless it, glowing, growing on the land. They and the, have that. <laughs> uh, yes, right? Yeah. Um, Georgians have their variations, but we have our, our vari varietals, that's right? Cool. Arani being foundational to ours. Khandorni, mm -hmm. uh, Voskehat. Yeah. Um, some were more, much more abundant in, uh, uh, in Artsakh. Right? Yeah, there's a few there. Um, and currently, obviously, given the geopolitical you know, situation mm -hmm. and the war that befell on us in 2020, there is already like a redrawing of even that wine scene because the Artsakh grapes uh, grew in the lowlands. The highland Artsakh that is still currently with us is not as good. I know uh, Hadrut was big on Hadrut it. Hadrut was huge. Hadrut and was, we lost Hadrut. So. Yeah, and uh, I wouldn't be surprised now if you're going to see on the market Azerbaijani uh, uh, wine. Azerbaijani oh. wine, but we all understand that Azerbaijani and Turkish wine is like an oxymoron. Yeah. And we can, I mean, we can <laughs> be very sensitive towards it as Western, you know, Americans, but in reality, 
really, uh, you know, your culture is not steeped in it. And if you're making good wine, that's cool. I'll try it. I'll drink yeah. it. I won't drink Azeri wine, never, ever, ever, nor Turkish. But I'll drink a non non wine culture maker's wine. I, I I think if you're a good winemaker, I'll drink it. But to answer your question about the current industry, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. We have foundational grapes. Uh, we have amazing technique that's being reborn. For example, the Karas making, nice. right? The, the, the aging of wine, not in oak vats, oak barrels, but in uh, uh, clay. Is cl- it clay? I don't even know. Yeah, it's clay. It's absolutely clay. clay and clay is porous, so there's a little bit of that breathability. I won't go into the science. It's yeah. important <laughs> for aging wine, and it's the the. Pr- the pronunciation of the grape is different than if you're doing it in an oak barrel because oak barrel will impair a little bit of a different flavor onto the wine so we are in this explosion of now kind of understanding dude we got the our potential our potential yeah we got the base we have an amazing viticultural structure and we have the possibility of doing something amazing with it um, but we still need to kind of uh, research and uh, uh, and figure out what which which styles of wines and how to make it. And currently, this is the excitement of the industry. And as we speak, they are like exploding. The 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 labels are there's there's foundational well, well, families there well, that are. Can doing you name great. some of them for us? Uh, what are the so Garas, as you said, so, the uh, winery is also the name. Like Garas is the. Caras is the vat. It's yeah, the, it's but it's also the name of one of the companies. There's Armenia, a big right? company. It's a, it's a, a Tierras de la, de la Armenia, I think. It's like yeah. a, it's the it's an Argentinian. Uh, yeah, you, it's a Yurnekian based. Uh, uh, I've uh, I've been to their winery. Right, right. right. So so that's that's a that's a large label. Then there's also. Uh, the Kushkerian uh, right. family. Kush, yeah. Kush, Kush is a ma- an amazing bubbly. Um, obviously, let's also credit. So Ararat Brandy Factory, right? At the base of Brandy, a cognac is a grape, right? So they are also part of the viticultural family of things because they're continuing to uh, source grapes, make grapes, produce grapes. They kept it going, maybe. They kept you know? it going, yeah, absolutely. So we're not starting from ground zero. There's also a couple of bad, like, Soviet-era wineries. Mm. I won't I won't name them, right? But currently, there's amazing brands are like, so Zulal is a good brand. Yeah. Uh, Malahi is a great brand. That's a, that's, that's a, that's a, uh, it's, it's a brand by the, by the, by a professor. And I think he, his, his son is now the, the, the winemaker of mm. this amazing, it's, it's, it's a brand I love and it's now available Malahi, in LA. Huh? Malahi is, uh, yeah. That, I've heard a lot of these, but that's the one I actually haven't heard of. Right, Malahi mm-hmm. is actually, and again, don't quote me, but Malahi is apparently the ancient name for the grape that's called Areni, and Areni, I think, is the village, right? So before we called it, we now call that grape Areni because of the region. region. It's just like kind of, you know, like Bordeaux, there's yeah. there's that, but then there's other grapes in Bordeaux. But I see that. I, I understand. I, the, yeah. the, 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 the original name, as it's being told to me, again, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a learner. Malahi is the original name of sense. Areni, but it's now cool. we know that grape is Areni. So that's the name. Um, well, Areni is another company too, right? There's right. Areni Winery. Areni, uh, that's, that's yeah. the old school one. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah, yeah. the, um, and there's also Ijevan Wine Company. It's also, so those two are the foundational old school ones. There's Armenia LLC doing a lot. There's Van Ardi that's doing great things. There's a lot of artisanal things that I'm, I'll, I'll be in Armenia soon. I'm going to start to kind of network, re-network again with these people yeah, because I want to see what's going on on the, on the kind of the craft side the the everything that i just named these are somewhat of big uh producers and of course one that i really really uh uh, uh tip my hats off is uh zora, zora wines yeah. and he is kind of like he's pioneering things there in the Vyodzo region the region that just got hit by yes uh, azeri rockets uh, yeah. just a few a week ago yeah um it's something we cannot negate in the conversation about wine because wine is terroir it's a land thing so i don't know did i answer your question in terms of no who, i have a great who, idea who are the good guys who are the good producers how uh, and it's and it's exploding and then they're multiplying well so yeah that's that's the exciting thing about it and what's great for armenia with this product is a high quality or it's a high value uh product that is easier to like ship around the world mm-hmm. i know that it is accessible like if in glendale at least you know you can get some of these armenian yes. wines you yes. know um so i'm it's there's a lot of potential there we have the story behind it we have the skills and tradition and this and and i think the armenian diaspora will be instrumental too in like growing this whole uh, like making it an international brand that even more than what it is now However, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Georgian wine, and, uh, and, and again, I'm not you know, uh, bringing them up to uh, bag on them or anything. It's just that, they're, let's say, they're our competitor, right, in the region. In the region, like, right? in the region yeah. um, 
it seems like they're still ahead of us. Uh, maybe it's because of the time and the and the reputu- reputation that they've built. But you know, what's the difference there right now? You know how? Uh, so okay, great question. Yeah. Amazing. This is these are like advanced level uh, wine themes we're going through here. <laughs> they'll, 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 they'll they'll know. They'll, yeah, they'll, they'll it. love it. They'll got love it. Got it. Got it. Got it. <laughs> um, so Georgia is. Uh, obviously different so number one different grapes right. different grapes than Armenia Armenia different grapes so and grape being the foundation of the, the the thing we call wine therefore flavors are different terroir is different too meaning the soil structure in Georgia right. a lot of the areas where Georgian wine is made is uh, a flatter Armenia Viodor is really really high altitude yes. Arani is a, is, a, is a grape that a lot of Europeans are looking at now because it's 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 a it's a it's a thriver in high altitudes, which is very important. Malbec is another one, but it's a French grape that's predominantly high altitude Argentinian wine, right? So we have terroir, we have the grapes, we have the winemaking techniques. Like I said, Armenians are kind of reverse engineering and figuring out what these grapes are gonna do well. By the way, also Armenians are doing well with something called uh, engineered grapes, like hybrid grapes, like grapes that were crossed in the Soviet time. So, mm-hmm. you know, we didn't stop there. And Hachtanak is one of the grapes, right? Clearly okay, from the, the 1940s oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. victory of over over Nazi Germany, oh, they right? Named it after that. Um, so and uh, I think it's that one. Otherwise, there's a lot of other Hachtanaks we've had, and we're gonna have more Hachtanaks. So, anyways, exactly. Hachtanak is a good word in, in the Armenian lexicon. I like it. Um, <laughs> that's that's a grape right now that's being used, but it's not a that's not an original Vitis vinifera. It's been, yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a hybrid. It's a hybrid it's, grape. It's um, the difference with Georgian wine industry, it's well, first of all, it's like 20 times bigger than the Armenian right. one uh, per capita in terms of production and growth. Is that a natural thing though or is that like kind of government like uh, supported as well or like initiated? Good question. Yeah, Amazing sorry. question. So the it's it's a government so for Georgia wants to well, Georgia wants to do this. When the world hears the word Georgia, we want you to think grape wine. and wine. Yeah. yeah. Whereas with Armenia, it's kind of like there is a wine and vine foundation that's kind of an institution within the administration currently, part of the uh, the branch of the Ministry of the Economy. But we can see how they're managing everything, and <laughs> things are a little bit, you know, they're trying things without really having any experience to know how to do it. I feel like, or and it's kind of like you know, hike you're doing something because you're patriotic and you wanna you wanna get a lot of information out there, right? right. And there's no one sponsoring you. There's a lot of good things that Armenians are doing that there's not the unity in the Georgian growers is much bigger than we're right now trying to establish something with Armenians both on the diaspora side on the import side shout out to Kini Fest shout out to Anush she's doing a lot of things Anush 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 O'Connor she's doing I believe she's an Armenian now um it's an effort, but it's not a concerted. It's not. There's no like. There's. I don't see anything from the from uh, big from top the down. From, top down. No, yeah. no. With Georgia, it is top down. I see. With Georgia, every time you go to a trade organization, I feel like a lone wolf. Like I'm there, like Armenian, Armenian American. Yeah. Like, people go, hey, is your vine Armenian? I'm like, no, mine is Infandel. It's yeah, not even. Yeah, 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 <laughs> but, I'm, but I'm trying to rep the brand Armenia. But they come in with like you know like Georgian, you, this, Georgian, 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 Georgian this, and they're like the associations are governmental. They're. Uh, I actually have a neighbor that's a Georgian winery yeah. up in the Sierra foothills there you go um, they're very much supported by the government all the time so there's a heavy marketing strategy and initiative top-down and then like even like just as a culture maybe like they're pushing their their branding is uh, top like doing really well right now we started their, yeah. yeah the Georgia yeah. the birthplace of uh, right. uh, wine where in reality that's like, always bring that up scientists really. you know, they say are, stuff like that yeah know? scientists are like well you're ancient We'll give you that. Like I network right now with amazing people. Uh, my, you know, my partner is a Lebanese importer. Um, I'm seeing what they're doing now because Lebanon produces predominantly French. Uh, wines, wines that are from French grapes, but they have indigenous. Remember Phoenicians? Yeah, they have it. Brought, uh, and as grapes were propagated from the Armenian highlands, they were then over hundreds of years, they were cro- cro- sorry, crossed and, and, and something else. Like there's different. They began naturalized. What are you exactly. Call it? Yeah, they, yeah. They, they, they turned into like Pinot, you know, Pinot Noir is a French grape, right? It has its roots somewhere else, but now it is. So just like that, there are now producers in Lebanon that are producing from uh, domestic uh, indigenous grapes. Nice. There's this whole ancient wine upswell right now, and Armenians should be part of it, and I make sure that they are part of it, even though I make the new wine. I'm a, yeah. I'm a Californian winemaker, yeah. right? Um, who did what first? Evidence shows 
Arini Wine Cave did a lot of good things first. Yeah. And there's actually another one in uh, in in the uh, Aragatsotan is also. There's a couple other. Uh, Ashtarak it, region has a couple of things. Like in Armenia, I'm telling you, once we have the funding to start digging, right? Once oh. we're not defending ourselves for existence, <laughs> once we're not like, once the Turks leave us alone, once the Azeris, Ugh. you know, leave this planet, you yeah, know, once the, all these things happen, we can then show the world that we're not just BS. Uh, all right, everyone, we got to get on the Ferrat task <laughs> so we can get on to the wine. We can have a good time. Yes. No, and I always think about like, and this is the Armenia that we have today is such a small part of it all too. Like, Dude. I mean, imagine what we could have been fi- if we could find if we were just looking at the rest of Western Armenia and this and that and um, and then the, the church, everyone's gonna take credit for it, you know. Quick tie-in, my my uh, my friend Richard Kazanjan, side project mm-hmm. we do, Arach Media is one of the th- one of the three of us, David, myself, and Richard. Yeah. Richard always talks about how his grandmother, who survived the Armenian genocide, then they're from Urfa, which is way south, south way yeah, south. Next to Syria, basically. They had a couple of hundred acres of vines in Urfa. Okay, Increasing. so then this is not ancient history. This is 1915. Yeah. Okay, so I'm assuming that those are like ancient growers right yeah. so what we could uncover in that region which we can't even touch now because it's been you know yeah, Erzurum has Erzurum or Karin doesn't have any traces of Armenians right the, the, the sky is the limit man. how much it's, have we lost yeah I, I mean but so but it always does amaze me how like even in the Armenian that we have today so much we, we can still so find absolutely so much, just within the little part that we have and Artsakh so. and Artsakh still Artsakh, I am yeah. very curious about what can be still done in Artsakh the Artsakh we have and the Artsakh we will have later. So that's kind of, I think Armenia needs to be uh, saved, garrisoned, uh, invested, and uh, cleaned up. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, no <laughs> <joke>. <laughs> Sorry. Side conversation, right. Because at the end of the day, we as winemakers, like I'm about to establish a vineyard. The friend that I work with, he has a vineyard. Yeah. We are stewards of the land. The Armenian wine industry really, really needs to worry about what's happening to the physical land yeah because you can't make wine in a lab the more the more land you lose the more potential money there's the you know your or like your company's like you know future is gone because absolutely. you've lost all the suitable area to like build this stuff absolutely i mean Artsakh controls so much good water too like that was part of the reason why they wanted to take it for sure is because there was so much uh, water resources there that uh, now now you know now it's in their hands so absolutely, absolutely. I, I like this conversation of like especially the agrarian you know companies in armenia like you should be really concerned with what's going on in armenia you know your potential is being lost and uh, i mean even though let's say okay they have the mountaintop and the, the our field is ours still i mean do you really want are you going to have employees or are you going to have uh, you're going to be able to bring tourists around with Azeri military posts above the hill of your winery you know like that's uh, not fun we don't have to go far we yeah. like the, the there was that incident Arani's right by the border by the way Arani is by the border and as a matter of fact the first time kind of I saw like the 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 crack in the foundation of our let's call the quote-unquote whatever happened in 2018 yeah um, was my father he goes because he was there he goes oh my god the outposts above Arani they were uh, never allowed to physically build bunkers. And now they're there. And now they're there. That means that they're going to control the, the fl- they're going to monitor this road that literally, if you're going to down south to Sunik, you're you passing, right through there. you're passing 15 feet away from Azeris all the time, right? Everyone sees it. You look um, to the right top, you um, see it right there. Yeah. Shout out Amy, uh, Amy Kushkerian. She even made a little post about it, the realities of being in the oh, wine world, wine industry in, 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 in Armenia because their village of Khachik got yeah. shot up, okay, yeah. recently. So we as winemakers need to be front and center in terms of advising the administration that security is of utmost importance to Armenia. To our industry, I don't want, to our, but to Armenia's uh, uh, economic Potential future. future yeah. you, uh, let's be as superficial as just winemakers in terms of interest of wine industry, right? I mostly care about people there. I care about uh, what do you call it, the soldiers on the ground, right? But let's go superficial and let's just say we want to continue making this amazing wine. You can't make wine without land. You can't make wine with contaminated land. You can't make wine in fields that they're like the farmers don't want to go near because you're going coming, to be yeah. yes. And I am, for one, not going to be the kind of person that thinks, like a lot of people say nowadays, 
that Turks and Azeris are going to one day just go like, oh, okay. Cool. We'll leave we, you alone. Yeah, we'll leave you alone. They're going to harass us all the time. They're going to take the field mm. if they can. I mean, also, why are you going to invest in, like, a big piece of land if, like, in, and winemaking pie takes years for it to really, like, uh, absolutely, kick in. Absolutely, absolutely. And it's like, okay, maybe this next year will be, no, but, like, in the next 10 years, if you think half your field is going to be taken over, then, like, what's the point of that investment? How are you going to bring foreigners that want to invest in our country if nothing's stable in that way, you know? Oh, absolutely. And actually, all these wine, wine uh, projects that we mentioned and they're doing foundational work they have actually consultants from italy from germany yeah. from france big names we won't name them now right but we want that to continue right we want that to continue we want that to flourish we want to then uh re-influence european winemaking maybe like how cool would it be if like some french producer in france will propagate and bring the Arani grape this is controversial a lot of yeah. winemakers in armenia want to keep Arani yeah. there uh, trigger warning: Arani is not gonna stay in Armenia. If you around, uh, yeah. other other producers around the world are interested, I think it's already planted in Italy. But as long as they um, credit, right? Will they yeah. credit Armenia? Yeah. Well, ge well, geologists and uh, anthropologists will credit Armenia. Science is already crediting Armenia. There will never be a time when Arani, I think, is gonna be called not Armenian. So, but but do you think the reason why they don't want to take it out of the country is so that like uh, like only if you want Arani wine, it has to come from Armenia? Is it a is it a money thing there? You know. No? Like, uh, are they going to cheat us from it? Like, because it's made in another country, then yeah. they don't really have to buy Armenian wine anymore. They could just buy it from another place. But I'll explain it this way: yeah. in, in in marketing consulting, right? Um, the Italians versus the French. The Italians kind of lost out a little bit, even though I like I yeah, love I, I love Italian wine. I love French wine. What is the number one thing that France exported to the world besides their wine? Their grapes. Uh, I make a Malbec in California. Malbec is a French grape. I see. I okay, see I'm currently making a Viognier, which is a white French grape, and a Chenin Blanc from the Loire Valley. Everyone knows that when I make a Chenin Blanc, I'm making a white wine in California. But once we start opening our mouths and talking about its history, it immediately goes to the Loire. Yeah. So tomorrow, if you get like any producers in Sonoma, all of a sudden get a you know get the wind of how awesome that grape is. Every story about that grape is going to pinpoint point to Armenia. Um, I see, I see. And then that could be another avenue for us to uh, spread our stuff and absolutely. produce it. And, uh, absolutely. I, that's cool to me. I mean, <laughs> um, well then, uh, how, okay, so maybe we can maybe slowly bring it back to the Armenian-American winemakers here. Um, right now you're using French wines, but do you have yeah. any plans to maybe bring in some Armenian wines in or Armenian grapes in eventually? Is it possible or what's yeah. the issues with that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That is actually front and center to our, back to Karin wine, right? Yeah. Um, what are we going to be, right? We started as a producer of Malbec. Malbec is a great grape. Obviously, all the Argentinian producers are kind of like, that's their grape and they do a lot. It's a French grape as well, so good production in France. Started going into, I, I pay homage to a lot of the areas that I'm in. I went to the Sierra Foothills. They're very, they know Zinfandel and Syrah very well, so I'm also in barrel. When I say I make, right, it's something that I haven't released yet. Currently in yeah. barrel, I also have a Syrah and a Cabernet Sauvignon, right? But so these are again French grapes. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, notice yeah. the pattern here. Mm -hmm. um, absolutely, we would like to bring cuttings of Armenian grapes. Um, how to do it is a little bit. There's a there's a bureaucratic process to do that. That is my future. I would like to not be the Armenian winemaker outside of Armenia. I would like to invest in Armenia and do something there as well. But I also want to see what an Armenian grape will do in an amazing in place like California. That'd That's important for me. Yeah. And I wonder, so you're saying beer, the bureaucratic system might be a challenge to uh, that? Yeah, like, yeah through, the, through the ag department, there's like there's, there's, there's a dollar sign. So essentially what you do is you need to make sure that you don't bring disease into the country, yeah. right? And there's like a quarantine process. There's a registration process. There's a bureaucratic process. Does it, number, it destroy the environment or something? In oh, the United yeah, States yeah, is what there's, yeah. Um, how, how could someone help you with that? Like, would the government of Armenia be instrumental in helping, like, bring Armenian <laughs> wines here? Or, like, a hypothetical Armenian yeah. government? <laughs> or, or, like, organizations? Right. I mean, like, um, absolutely, you know, absolutely. Or, if anyone's interested in maybe, uh, you know, let's, 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 put it, let, there, let's yeah. put it out there now. Like, if anyone's interested in uh, talking about this issue, and by the way, it's not like I want to be the first one, yeah. I want to be the only one. If there's an American company out there that wants to tomorrow bring in any grape, let's talk, talk to me, it. let's let me help you do that yeah, okay do because i guarantee you right now when somebody in armenia is going to hear this podcast though especially the ones that want to keep the secret yeah. which is grape is not a secret bro it's yeah, like yeah, it's, yeah. it's it's a it's a grape man like uh you know like there's not italians out there going like san Giovese can only be in italy 
Chianti can only be in Italy. You know what I mean? Like the Viozor. Arani is different. Sorry, I keep interrupting. No, Arani is different when it's made in Viozor and when it's made in in, in Aragats uh, in the Ararat Even Valley. Even within their own country, it's, within their, it's because yeah. there's terroir differences. Right. There's a the difference. The soil and the water, it all makes a difference. There's a there. difference between Cabernet Sauvignon from Bordeaux and from Napa. It's just a natural thing. I want to see what it will do flavor-wise, blending be- with other grapes-wise, and just uniquely being all on its own in the California terroir. And I'm going to be pinning my life into the Sierra foothills, which is a high-altitude winemaking region. So ask on the mess. It's a high-altitude grape, a high-altitude country like Armenia. I'm in a high-altitude wine region of uh, California, and I want to see what it does. Still going to be making, dude, still going to make Malbec, but I also want to see what That'd this does. That'd be really cool. Well, uh, are the, have you seen now Georgian wine grapes being exported or being made, uh, grown in California or somewhere else around the world yet? Heck yes. Yeah, they are doing uh, it. Huh? I use heck because I'm also mm, yeah. a sub-deacon in there. I'm yeah. in church. Yeah, 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 we're, <laughs> good, we're, good, we're good. I'll see. Don't worry. It's okay. <laughs> um, uh, yes, in, uh, uh, I believe, uh, I forgot his name. It's actually in New York State. New York State has also a very big wine. Yeah, yeah. uh, it's, it's, it's the third uh, uh, largest, fourth largest wine producing state. Uh, Washington, California, Oregon, Washington, New York. Or actually, New York, Washington. One of them. New York, Oregon or it's New York three, are like, four, yeah. yeah. But New York's pretty big. It's not like a fringe thing, but it's, it's big, but not like the size of California. And the Finger Lakes region there, uh, where they do amazing white wines and Rieslings, brought in Ricazzitelli, which is a, about which a Georgian you, one. Huh? It was a Georgian one, and I guarantee you, it's gonna make his way down to maybe Oregon, if not already, because yeah. it's a cool climate thing. And at some point, it's gonna come to California. I'm already there's two Georgian wineries that I know of. One I think maybe failed, but I've been kind of on my radar, and one is gonna be probably my neighbor. Those guys are actively doing something that's in, in, in that in that realm. And you hey, know? look, New York, Washington, whatever, but California is Armenian territory, man. We got we got to take that. <laughs> we we got to beat him to it, man. I'd be so bummed if we're like oh, Armenians here, but we're drinking Georgian wine. I'm like every hey, come on. every hip wine bar I go in NorCal. So you guys are spoiled in SoCal. I love that. The finally shout out to There's all Armenian the wines, oh, yeah. their wines are here. But every hipster bar I go to in the Bay Area, it's Georgian wine. Georgian mm-hmm. wine, not a lot because they're also tr- it's hard to penetrate the American but there's market. Some, but you'll see it here and there. Yeah. Uh, let me tell you this. When I say hi, and I come in like an annoying guy all the time, <laughs> hi, um, do you have any Armenian wines? Guess what the sommelier says? No, but we have Georgian, Georgian yeah. all the time. And I'm like, no, nah, dude, I asked for an Armenian. I know. <laughs> so, <laughs> you don't understand. <laughs> yeah. So we as Armenian, and you, you bring up a good point. We as an Armenian consumers should be very, in America, should be very much interested. And in, yeah, we... We laid the foundation, a lot of agri- ag businesses from the Central Valley to the growers in Mendocino, Sonoma, uh, to a lot of cool things. I even heard some projects in Central Valley, Paso, closest to you. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm curious to see our LA Armenians. Uh, by the way, I, I don't want to be the only five Armenian producers. If y- y'all have an amazing Temecula, region. right? Temecula, no, no not a, well, Temecula is good, but even uh, better is Tukid. <laughs> <laughs> Santa Barbara is oh, huge, yeah. it's humongous, it's a beautiful, vast region. And, you know, some of the, you know, well-to-do Armenians, you can start an amazing project in Santa Barbara, you know? They Make do it some, like a retirement project. Do Just something, going, yeah. do something. A lot of the Napa is also like Silicon Valley retirement projects. So if you want, you can do do that from L.A. No, there are actually a few farmers in between, like, that Ventura area that have some, like, uh, acres and stuff out there, actually. So absolutely. They do absolutely. other things as well. Absolutely. But, um, all right, well, so what's the, I mean, now to, we're going back and forth around the globe <laughs> here, um, but it's great. I, I think it's 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 coming together. Uh, my understanding of it all. Um, so let's say let's go back to Armenia. Um, I know we talked about the differences and you know what George is doing that we're not doing this and that. Mm-hmm. Um, but what are some other <coughs> things that maybe we can uh, you know how can we be better in Armenia or what do they need to maybe take it to the next level as well? Oh wow, that's a very uh, good question. Yeah. Uh, that's a, so Armenia is like not to be critical. Armenia has done a lot. Armenia has done a lot of right things, um, but you know how. And I think offline we talked about like doing that from the inception to the foundation. That's possible already. Mother Nature gave us our ancestors. Shout out to all Armenian ancestors that yeah. gave us the. But how to bring that into that growth phase? That's going to be the test of the Armenian industry. Scale, right? scaling, scaling, 
continuing to scale with quality. Yeah. I mean, everywhere, quality and scale is a problem, it's right? Yeah, you have beautiful grape grower friends of mine in Lodi, but you also have Woodbridge, yeah. which is like $3 wine. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it gave a lot of bad name to Lodi. It also gave Lodi a name because it, like, from New York to Florida, you see Woodbridge and it says Lodi on it, right? But yeah. it was not the, 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 so quality and scale, but it's then gonna also, be the challenge, yeah. it's going to be the challenge. Also, um, anytime I go into a winery as an intern before I started making my own wine, winemakers understand like tomorrow when I bring in an intern, tomorrow when you come in and want to do an internship with me, if you yeah. ever do, yeah. I know you're not going to steal my recipe. I think there's a little bit of that protectiveness with Armenians. I they're, like, that. they're like, ah, well, I mean, I'll, I'll show you. Like, uh, if you ever want to be, and the third they're thing. They're not so open to collaboration right, and stuff. Right. The third thing that the French did amazingly is every American foundational, California American foundational winemaker that's now like a superstar winemaker has some kind of a internship origin. They went there. They and went there. And, and, the, there. and the Burgundians knew that you're coming to California. You can't steal my thing because you, it's going to be is, different stuff. It's Burgundy day. and you're in California. It's going to be different. So I think the interconnectivity of Armenian, uh, uh, what do you call it? We synergy. Need to, synergy and bringing Armenians into California, which I would love to be part of. Yeah. Uh, if I could bring interns later, I will. I will. And also sending non-Armenians or even Armenian-Americans, and I have stories on that end to as go well, there. to go there and do and learn, learn see, there. touch the Arani grape, terroir, the soil. Like when there is an Armenian wine that comes in, I can already tell that even if I'm not, like I don't know the Armenian wine flavor as much as I know the American or the the French, French wine yeah. flavor, right? I can tell it's an Armenian wine, especially mm. in like I've been noticing it in Voskehat, something in that white grape. Like the imprint of the Armenian soil is in that wine, which is something that French coined the terroir, right? Yeah, it's cool. We need to protect our terroir, guys. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. without it, it's 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 game over. That's uh, what makes it special. That that's, won't. Yes. Yeah. That's what, yeah. that's what makes it Armenian. Right. Is the land. It's 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 the land, and the we have thing. to we have to really really watch out. How how we're gonna? I see. So those are a few things that we can do better. You know, right. uh, you know, master our uh, business logistics, but also yeah. <laughs> protect our country. Thanks, dude. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Not, not to get into politics, it, but it's like it's important. Hey, it's all connected. It's, it's important. Not to mention what happened in Artsakh. That was gonna be our front and center of the Armenian right. wine industry. What were some of the companies that were there? Abris Wines was Abris there. Wines was there and shout out, they, 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 it's a, it's I love Abris Wines. Abris is, is good. They're still around. They're still an entity, but I don't know if they're, yeah. they're no longer doing Artsakh things. There's Abris Wines, there's Aran is, is from right. there and uh, shout out to the Aran, family. Yeah. yeah, yeah. In, in uh, you know, Jersey Armenians, mm -hmm. right? Uh, right? Amazing. Right, right, right. Um, and, uh, what happened to Abriso, by the way? Um, so they lost, they were in Hadrut and they lost that land. They uh, the, their, their winery was taken I over. I see, that was they, one of the video, right? The were sacking it and right. breaking it. And, and it, was, it, was, it was surreal to see friends. So I, I know the family yeah. uh, got in, Emilia from the East Coast, the Bagdasarian family. They also had a, a, an Artsakhsi family on the ground. Uh, sorry, the, the last name escapes me. They paid the ultimate price for, for, for us being able to talk their today. Son died, their son right? died fighting in, the in fighting the war. Absolutely, absolutely. They ran that land. So they lost that that vineyard, but then they have other vineyards in Armenia. They are right trying to rework, and I'm not going to speak for them. They're trying yeah. to rework a, uh, what a lot of Artsakh wineries are trying to do. I'm going to... They're trying to do something in Armenia, or some of them have vineyards still intact, partially. And and not, like and I don't, I don't think there. that's the story with Opry's. Again, don't quote me. But I've heard of another mm. one where it's like half the vineyard is still there. It's half the thing, vineyard yeah. is still there, but in any way... Like, the troops are right there, too. But the troops are there. <laughs> it's a volatile area. How are you going to cultivate it? Number one. Number two, again, back to terroir, right? They now need to scale still, right? Because you're not a you're not a volunteer enterprise. You need to do something, right? That vineyard is not enough. Yeah, and to make all ends of the uh, I'll yeah. I'll give you the, the the worst of it. All of the best viticultural uh, lands are not with us anymore in Artsakh. Yeah, because that's Hadrut and South. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but I think uh, we could. We, I want to still work in Artsakh. That is actually my desire. My, mm-hmm. my my dream is to have a vineyard in Artsakh. And if I have to go higher into the elevation for the time being until that land is ours again, yeah, um, find I, a way to make uh, yeah, it work. I would like to make it work because vines can grow in particular very interesting. Well, do you places. think you'd have to create some sort of hybrid or edit genetic editing or something? I actually to make think, it work? and there are better people to talk about that. Yeah, but yeah, I, I actually curious. think my 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 mind is going there. I actually think there are because we're like a breadbasket. We have 500 indigenous grapes that we st- of, of which like dozens we're working with. We, so we still have other ones we could try uh, out. We can try see, out. Yeah. So I guarantee you that there's already a grape that will we can find marry it. the higher elevations. Of, Bring in the experts and then see how what you can make with it, and it's possible that, that that's, that'd be that's cool. important. Yeah. Um, well, I guess we can maybe end this conversation with um, how can now the listener right now help support. Um, Armenian winemaking from Armenia and Armenian American winemaking. Like, what should we do? We see the brands buy them at the stores. What amazing, is- amazing. Yeah, you can. Uh, well, you buy them at the stores. Um, if there is at the stores, you know, right, right. Most people you, listening might not be near them. You true, know? true. Armenians yeah, are privileged that way. Seek out small producers like myself. Agajanians, uh, they're a large grower, but they're also a producer, that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Rarecad, uh, Luso de la Terra, Lilar. Look us up. We all ship, okay? We're artisanal, we're small. I'm Greg from Kadin, kadinwine.com. You can buy directly from me. You can support all the infrastructure that's around, which is like, you know, the, the, the merchants here in SoCal. Not that many in NorCal, but some. When you go to a shop, for example, what my father and I have done with Ararat Brandy. Yeah. I don't drink brandy. I'm just telling you right now. <laughs> You're a wine guy. Well, yeah. Well, wine guy used to be a beer guy. I yeah. like beer, you know. Uh, in my youth er years, <laughs> I drank a lot of vodka, right? But I'm a wine guy. But when I go to Bevmo, I see Ararat, I just pick it up. Yeah, Why? to support it. To support I support it. it, right? And then people go like, well, what am I going to do? Accumulate thousands of bottles? No, then you're going to go to an event or a function. You gift, you gift it, it. Or this. Yeah, 100%. Hike, what... I'm talking about not only are we now experiencing a boom in Armenian wine production, both here domestically, everybody I met, uh, everybody I talk about, Agajanyan, Luso de la Terra, Rare Cat in Napa, humbly myself. Um, These are wines, Lilar, right? These are wines that I will tell you, buy any of them, they'll be better than 90% of the supermarket things that you can buy in Safeway or you guys have Vons here, whatever, right? Not to mention that the, the, the Armenian wines are now coming into uh, the Whole Foods, the Total Wines and more, right? And those are also good good standard bearers. Uh, if you're drinking $1,000 Napa wines, um, you can still bring a, 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 a Zora and, 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 woo, and woo somebody with that $130 ancient vine product that he has, right? You can still at least... Uh, exp- so what I'm saying is support us because we're trying to support our culture and we're, we're the stewards of our culture in foreign lands because predominantly Armenia is going to be exporting that stuff. What's funny is I, where Kyle said something great. He's like, look, you're going to be getting drunk anyway on the weekends. <laughs> you know, we might as well uh, pay, you know, drink Armenian alcohol. It's just as good as anything else. If anything better... Um, well, isn't there like a website, ArmenianWines.com, or like a centralized yeah, website yeah. where yeah. people can like, is, does it get shipped nationally or is it like right, selective? Right, right. So uh, distribution is, 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 is an issue always too, right? Especially in America. For example, I talk to people in Australia, they can barely get Armenian wines. So right. import-export is a very important thing. Uh, I'm blessed that I know a lot of uh, entities that import and export. Um, shout out to the, you know, the Lebanese folks I know, the, yeah. the Palestinian folks that I know that are doing great stuff importing amazing uh, uh, wines into America, as well as the Armenian importers and distributors. There are multiple entities that you can currently, today, go and buy Armenian wines, whether you're in NorCal or SoCal. SoCal, you have direct merchants. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, uh, storefronts. And stuff, yeah, yeah. yeah. Storefronts. Remedy Liquors. Remedy Liquors is a great one. Uh, Mission, one. Liquors, Mission Liquors that, that has a multitude of uh, of uh, stores. Small, small. Uh, what do you call it? Operations as well do good. Um, Total Wines and More now has uh, a lot of the uh, Storica. That's that's a good distributor that you should if you want go on Storica. Uh, Storica.com or Storica Wines. Just Google Storica Wine, and that will be like a bouquet of brands. That will be like the, your Zulals, your Kushes. Um, the Armenian um, website? Or, it's, uh, no, or it's, or a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a distributor. So it's, these are Armenian people doing work it for the North American market. Okay, So that's that's important. That's cool. So they got stuff in New Jersey, Massachusetts, nice. right? Uh, because one thing that the, the consumer doesn't know 
each state is like a country in America. So I, as a producer, I would love to ship anywhere, but sometimes I have issues, licensing issues from California to Michigan to Utah. Utah is a whole, like, crazy state to ship to because they have a lot of dry yeah, dry, the, dry laws. Uh, Louisiana is another one like that. Laws, yeah. Prohibition, uh, religious well, laws, too. So if, if you're an Armenian restaurant in Massachusetts or pe- wherever, uh, it's possible for them to, you know, add Armenian wine to their menu Absolutely. by shipping, you know, Absolutely. using these services and p- Absolutely. shipping them in, yeah. That's Absolutely. a great first step if you ask right. me. Every Armenian restaurant should have Armenian alcohol. And you can. You know. uh, there's a Fat and Happy uh, does a, a, the, the bigger guys. So there's gradations of Armenian producers, right, from like... Uh, 600 cases is what I produce. I'm a small guy, right? Yeah. To thousands of cases, such as like Karas yeah. and, you know, Armenia, LLC. They they, they do a bigger production of Voskevas, I believe, does yeah. more. Uh, don't quote on which exactly ones, but you can get the art. If the, the need and the want needs to be there, and we are here to kind of usher in and steward. And there's a symbiosis, right? I always kind of feel uh, between the domestic here, American domestic uh, producers and uh, the Armenian ones. We're part of the Armenian wine ecosystem, global ecosystem, right? Whenever I am representing something, let's say like, for example, I'm part of the Lodi wine conglomerate, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. When they see that bottle and it says Kadin, they're like, oh, cool, it's Zinfandel, just like me. Yeah, but what's that name? What's yeah, that symbol? What I have like the, you know, I have the Arebachach on mm-hmm. Like we, we went as Armenian cool. as can be, right? Not because we want to be like a, a cookie cutter and like a little bit like, but I wanted people to understand that this is an Armenian producer. Mm-hmm. No questions, ifs, ends, or buts. When and if my wine makes it to Alaska one day, yeah, right? right? Like if an Armenian there looks it up and goes, whoa, is that an Armenian brand? They'll know. And if a non-Armenian picks it up, they'll be like, what is this? And then they start the research it, go to my website, you'll hear my story. And it'll help grow the, you know, even though it's an Armenian-American or it's made in Armenia, it'll be part of this uh, connected, like, uh, you know, uh, uh, growth, not growth, but like a Indiz- exposure. Exposure, it's exposure like, absolutely. It's, it's like a connected exposure that you're cuisine, doing. Cuisine, you know? cuisine is important. Wine is yeah. a food product. And that's what restaurants would be great. There's plenty of good Armenian restaurants. Absolutely, that's all, you know, non-Armenians love and stuff. And then they get, you know, that's what they'll find out about the stuff too. We need to walk away from that. You know, uh, uh, Chef Arthur would always talk about this. Shout out to him, yeah, like Molutun, right? Which we were always like, I uh, want that. I want the. I want the American stuff, right? The French stuff. We have. Stuff, yeah. We have good things. We have good things. We have almost better things. French do good, we all do good, but we need to be very proud of what we can do now. And we're doing good stuff. Um, We need to protect our land. We need to protect our industries. We need to be proud of our food scene. And we need to be ambassadors of it, meaning you. Yeah. Myself, but you and you as a a consumer. Yeah. Bring our stuff. Take it it. to your parties with your non-Armenian friends and tell them about it and this and that, you know, and I guarantee you they'll like it. And next time they'll be they'll be aware when they're at the store. They're like, oh, Armenian ones, I had this once. Um, real fast, uh, LA has a guinea fest every year yes. or, uh, you know, go, you can go there and what, <coughs> you can kind of be exposed to some of these brands as well. Learn more Absolutely. about that stuff. Right. Absolutely. Um, um, anything else we should give a shout out to where people can like learn more about these things. Um, um so, so, uh, wines of Armenia, right. Uh, Stepan Bagdasarian's doing good things. Um, he ships places again. You're gonna, as a consumer, you're gonna see these issues of shipping. Where, like, if you're in Wisconsin, can I ship to you? I don't know. Yeah, They're a different. It's tough. It's whatever, whatever the licensing is. But Storica, uh, Wines of Armenia, Guinea Fest as a local, uh, a local LA thing. thing, right? Well, if you're from Wisconsin and you want to fly to, I It'd highly be a fun event to come to. Now, actually, yeah. Guinea Fest has two tiers, right? Where they're branching out to doing like kind of worldly wines, right? Nice. And I think in October, November, they're gonna have a second international guinea fest as they're nice as they're calling it um and yeah so those that's the american ecosystem that we have yeah. as well as producers here domestically i know the few in california um there's things on the east coast that's the beginning of and our if you're in armenia it's very easy to go do it go oh, to any of these wineries oh. and do a tour there and they'll show you around and everything you know Absolutely. And, and i know when you're in birthright armenia do some programs they take you to these some of these wineries and stuff so Absolutely. if you're in armenia it's definitely worth it they, they have beautiful wineries too very like a scenic and uh, uh cute places to go and uh, also just take pictures and it's things phenomenal like. the, so. the the scene there is blowing up i'm jealous being like the lone wolf here even though our yeah. california wines are good too yeah, yeah, yeah they're all right but you'll, you'll, you'll even better you'll have you'll best of both rules you have a little bit of both eventually so so greg thank you so much for sharing all this with us and best of luck with the the scene and um looking forward to drinking amazing armenian wine with you so hi thank you so much it was a pleasure talking to you you are listening to hiduk talks the official podcast of the ayf west i'm haik minasian and we're just a couple of armenians 
talking in the world. A couple of Birmingham's talking in the world.